Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Over and over and over in the Bible, God challenges us to grow mature become like him you produced no fruit well then there's some fruit and there's more fruit but there should be much fruit there's this progression that's always always in front of us so the problem was that many times we can kind of just veg out just kind of just kick back and relax so god says no i'm not going to allow that i'm going to challenge you through people to be more than that It seems that the mindset among many people, particularly in the West, is to have as easy a life as possible, to work just enough to take care of the stuff you want to, and to have enough left over to have the fun you want to have. The problem with that, as Pastor Mark will teach today, is that that's not how God intended you to live. His plan from the beginning was for you to be productive in all aspects of your life, and so He's given gifts to his body to help motivate people to love and good works. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Romans chapter 12 as he continues this series called Motivational Gifts. Turn in your Bibles, we'll start in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Now you might say, as we're going through these gifts, Romans 12, 8 says, if your gift is encouraging, then start encouraging people. Exhort them, build them up. What is the gift of exhortation? How can we define it? Here it is. The God-given ability to encourage, comfort, and motivate people to mature in their walk with God. So the bottom line to this gift is just kind of have it in the back of your mind, growth and maturity. It's always that part that's underlying this motivation. In the Greek, that word means to call to one side, to aid them, to comfort them, even to admonish them. So what motivates an exhorter? An exhorter is motivated to motivate people. That's as simple as it gets. They love to watch people grow and become mature. If you have that gift, these things will sound like you. I make people feel joyful. I see the potential people have. I love being around people. I'm energized by challenging people. Someone has said the teacher aims for the head, but the exhorter aims for the heart. 
Now, in the body of Christ, what is this exhorter? This exhorter is going to be the mouth, because it's a speaking gift. As the servant was the hands, the prophetic person was the head. This one is the mouth, the speaking gift that's available. And that part of the gift that challenges you and I. Let's go through the characteristics. It'll make a lot of sense to you. Now, let me just ask you as we get ready to go through these. Do you think in the body of Christ there's a need for lots of exhorters or few exhorters? Okay, now the reason you say that is, how many of you here in the last two or three weeks needed somebody to encourage you? Let me see your hand. The rest of you that haven't raised your hand, you're still depressed and not realizing where you're at. (laughs) We all need that, don't we? We need to be encouraged. So unlike the prophet, where there's not too many of those, we couldn't take it, there's lots of people that are encouragers exhorters. And God did that by design because of the way our life is. Now in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, if you'll turn there, let's talk about the first characteristic of this gift of exhortation. This person loves to motivate people to mature spiritually and victoriously. It's not just the spiritual growth that there's no joy or victory. But it encompasses the whole part of that. Now, here's the understanding. We'll get to the Colossians in a moment. First Corinthians 3, why do we need people to encourage us to grow? Well, First Corinthians 3, you've turned there. Look at verses 1 and 2. Paul says this. Brothers, I could not address you as spiritual. In other words, as mature. But as worldly. Mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not yet ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. God knew that most people need to be stimulated to grow. Now, God knew that many, many people in the body of Christ are simply satisfied with status quo. I'm okay. So from time to time, all of us need to be challenged to get off this dead center and to get moving toward a goal. So God gifted people to do exactly that. Come alongside of us, challenge us, encourage us, and those people have this gift of exhortation. Over and over and over in the Bible, God challenges us to grow, mature, become like Him. You produced no fruit, well then there's some fruit, and there's more fruit, but there should be much fruit. There's this progression that's always, always in front of us. So the problem was that many times we can kind of just veg out, just kind of just kick back and relax. So God says, no, I'm not going to allow that. I'm going to challenge you through people to be more than that. Paul in the Bible, as well as Jesus, obviously, and a number of others, Barnabas we'll talk about, were examples of great encouragers. Now, if you will, turn to Colossians 1, 28 and 29. I have the New Living Translation for you. This is a verse I have marked in my Bible many, many, many years ago. This verse to me is a verse specifically as a pastor. This is my life verse. 
But really, it can be a life verse for you as well. It should be circled in your Bible to remind you what we're talking about. Colossians 1, skip on down to verse 28. Paul says this, We proclaim him, admonishing, which is part of this gift of exhortation, and teaching everyone with all wisdom. Why? So that we may present not 20%, not 10%, but everyone everyone perfect or mature in Christ. To this end, Paul says, I labor, I'm struggling with all his energy, not man's energy, but God, which so powerfully works in me. Now, I like the New Living Translation. Look how it says. So everywhere we go, we tell everyone about Christ. We warn them. That's part of the exhortation. And teach them with all the wisdom God has given us. For we want to present them to Christ, perfect in their relationship to Christ. I work very hard at this as I depend on Christ's mighty power that works within me. That is the gift of exhortation. That's the goal. The maturity. Not just for pastors. Not really even just for those people that are in leadership in a church. But for all of us. Specifically even parents. Now... Why is that person with this gift of exhortation excited? Just because of this one thing. The exhorter can visualize the potential in a person. They have that gift. And you're going to see later they're so positive. So what they do is they have this goal to come alongside people and go, boy, I can see what you can become. Sometimes we can't even see that ourselves. Remember Jesus said that to Peter. He said, Peter, man, I've got plans for you. You're going to be incredible. Paul did the same thing later with Timothy and Titus. He said, man, can I see potential in you? This is a huge, huge, beautiful thing for a person that has that gift. Here's the second characteristic. Has an ability to discern problems in a person's spiritual development. Now, turn to 2 Timothy chapter 1. A person with the gift, and let me just say this up front so you'll catch it as we go through. You might think when we talk about a person that has the gift of exhortation, we're pretty much mostly talking about external, big groups, large gatherings, a pastor, i.e. Well, that is true. But many people have the gift of exhortation, and they function with it one-on-one in small groups. So it's not just this public setting. Very often, that gift of exhortation is exercised one-on-one. That means if you have that gift and you're counseling a person, by the way, a counselor really needs this gift, one of the things you'll be able to determine as you do that, the Spirit will give you the root of this individual's problem. Why are they discouraged? Often the Holy Spirit will help you go, well, here's why. And you can get right to the root. Now watch in this passage I've asked you to turn to. Watch how Paul identifies the problem with Timothy and then exhorts him and encourages him. He can see the potential, but he sees what Timothy is being held back by. Look in chapter 1, verse 3. I thank God whom I serve as my forefathers did with a clear conscience as night and day. I constantly remember you in my prayers, recalling your tears. I long to see you that I might be filled with your joy. I've been reminded, Timothy, of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice. 
and I am persuaded now lives in you also. For this reason, here it is, I remind you. This is his exhortation. He's encouraging him. Now, Tim, let me remind you of this. To fan into flame the gift of God. So it was kind of flickering. He really wasn't going for it. So Paul says, I know why you're discouraged. I'm going to show you the root of your problem, Tim. He says, fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. Here we go. For God did not give us a spirit of what? Timidity. That was his root problem. His nature was he wasn't like Paul that he could just go out and challenge people. He would be more reserved. So Paul says to him, wait a minute. Wait a minute. God anointed you. He's given you a gift as a pastor teacher. Forget this spirit of timidity, that thing that holds you back. He said, but God has given you a spirit of power, of love, and of self-discipline. So he says there, notice in verse 8, so do not be ashamed to testify about our Lord. And he goes on and on and talks about it. So what is Paul doing there? Well, he has the gift of exhortation. And to Timothy, he says, Tim, I know what your problem is. You pull back. So I want to tell you, Tim, it's not your natural ability. That isn't who you are naturally. But God's given you this power. Now you go and you forget about being ashamed for the gospel. One of the reasons Timothy would be ashamed, if he gets bold, could he end up in the same place where Paul's writing this? Yes, in jail. So Timothy will think, I think I'll be a little less zealful if I'm going to end up in jail. Paul says, no, buddy, go for it. I'm encouraging you to go for it. You remember one day, Jesus said to Peter, Pete, you're going to get in trouble. In fact, the enemy's come to try to sift you. But Pete, you're going to be okay, but you're going to have to go through some tough times. What was the root problem of Peter? Pride. And God would address it. And he said, Pete, you're going to be okay in the end, but I'm going to have to address this thing. I'm going to have to encourage you. And of course, we saw that specifically there. Number three. These people who have this gift of exhortation and encouragement focus on working with people. If you go and say to uh, one of these people with the gift of exhortation, I want you to outline the parking problem in this uh, facility. Uh, show us where we can get more rows. Show us how the people should come in, what lane they should come out, whatever. They're going to say to you, can you find somebody else? But if you say to them, I want you to work with people. Could you be a greeter at the door? I'll take it. Can I work every service? Why? Because they are people, people. They love people. Now, if you're here and you just soon be a loner and kind of be off by yourself, if you have more of the cat nature, some of you have cats, you know what I mean, don't you? I mean, you have no idea whether they're mad at you or love you, hate you, whatever. They're just weird. Whatever. I'm a dog person. I'm a dog person. Don't give me emails. Relax. I'm a dog person. But if you're more like a cat person, you probably do not have the gift of exhortation. Because number one, you don't want to be around people. People sense that. They don't want to be around you. Who are you going to encourage? (laughs) There isn't anybody to encourage. So if you're a people person, this would be a gift that probably flows with you. These individuals just love to be around people. Remember, this gift doesn't have to be like this in this kind of a setting. It many times is in a small setting, even one-on-one. By the way, the one-to-one discipleship, well, you really need the gift of exhortation to do that. 
Because your goal is to see those individuals grow, be mature, be encouraged, come along in their walk with God. That's exactly what it's all about. Number four, loves to do personal counseling and prescribe steps of action. Of all the motivational gifts, this one specifically fits those people who like to counsel other people. Now remember, and let me remind you this because it's very important. All of us have a primary gift, but there's a mixture of other gifts with that. And don't worry about trying to figure out how that is. You'll just know what those are as you move through. And as you see those, you'll find yourself there. So some of you might say, man, I thought that was me, but I'm not really, I mean, I don't like counseling for, I mean, I don't mind it, but it's not like my hot button. It's okay. You may have all the rest. That just may not be your big deal, but there will be a part of counseling in this. Notice, of all the gifts, these people... Love to go, okay, what's your problem? Let's talk. Let me get you motivated. I can see you. I can see what's happening in your life. I believe I've been through issues like you. I can help you with this. A person with this gift just doesn't say this. They walk into the room and they say, okay, sit down. And you talk to the counselor a little bit. You little thing, and the, and the counselor says to you at the end of the, at the end of the meeting, I know what your problem is. And they tell you what the problem is. Here's the solution. Just be filled with the spirit. Now have a nice day. See ya. <laughs> this person goes, huh? Be what? Well, how do I get filled with the spirit? Well, you know, just get filled with the spirit. No, there are going to be what? Steps. We'll talk about a danger of this later. There's steps. Now, why is that important? Understand what the scripture says. The steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. You see, there's this logical progression. And so if you have that gift, you're going to love people and you're going to give them some steps that are going to move them down this path of maturity. You're not just going to say, be blessed and be well, have a nice day. You're going to say, do this and do this, and I'll meet with you in three weeks. Let's see how you're doing with this. And you're going to encourage him as you go along. Number five, this is very important. This is why you're going to understand what this says. These people want a visual response when either teaching in a public setting like this or counseling one-on-one. Why? They want to see, the exhorter wants to see that they're getting through. They want to see reaction. They want to see what they're looking for is change. And you're going to see later, if they don't see it, they're very easily discouraged. So in a public setting, with the gift of exhortation, what am I looking for? Well, short term, I'm looking for people not going... Whatever, and we all have bad days. I don't mean that. If I just woke you up, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> but I'm looking for people that are, are going, oh, okay, I get that. And sometimes it's hard with the lights, but I can see pretty good. And I kind of know, I used to know exactly who was here and who wasn't here when we had four or five, six hundred people. Today it's a little more difficult, obviously. But any teacher with this gift of exhortation, and I really probably have three gifts that's a mixture. You can decide how I am, but prophet, teacher, and exhorter. Those are pretty much my gift. Maybe exhorter first, then teacher, then prophet. I really don't know. But I'm looking, since that's one of my gifts publicly, I'm looking for 
in this service, people going, hmm, I get, I get it. Writing notes, it's, it's coming across. Long term, what am I looking for? Healthy sheep reproduce. So if you have the gift of exhortation and you're a pastor teacher, what typically will happen, not because of you, but because of God's gift through you, a church will grow in numbers and what? Maturity. Both. It will happen. Because see, when you become mature as a believer, what's your heart? Lost people. You go get them. You bring them. That's what happened. That's how this church started with a hundred people, and now we're six, seven thousand people. That's how it continues to work. So it's the same for you in a one-on-one counseling session. You're looking in that counseling session for the person going, "Boy, you pegged it. You're right." And when they come back in three weeks, what are you looking for? I did this, and I did this, and I did that, and you see the change. And to you, that's like sick them. I'm ready to go now. Let's move to the next step. It really encourages you. So again, all of you guys, as you grow, and I stop by and you talk to me and from Pastor Dean and now the Pastor Dave and all the other, we're just a little part of your growth. God's the big part. But when you stop us and go, I got a card today since people are moving. Man, we really grow in the Lord and thank you so much and whatever and you and Linda and whatever and boom, boom, boom. That's good. I'm not after cards. Understand what I'm trying to say. But when I see that in you and get those kind of responses, then I go, that's it. It's a visual response. And it's the same when you you're counseling. So if you're being counseled by someone, it's a good thing for you to write them from time to time a little card. And Drina does a lot of this. The pastors do this. A lot of you in the women's ministry have this encouraging thing. If you're going through that, you've been through there, send a little card to those individuals because that encourages them. They're going, yes, they're getting it. They're not looking for perfection. They're not. They know you're not. You can relax. Number six, these people are well-liked because they have this positive attitude. Now, unlike the prophet, which doesn't have too many friends, because they're pretty like, here's the way it is, do it. And that's the way they are. That doesn't mean they're obnoxious. Sometimes that's just the hard part of them. Thank God we have a mix, correct? So we have this little mix of people. Sometimes I have to be careful, because I can be that way as a prophet. Just, you know, what is wrong with you? (laughs) There it is. Come on, do it. But I have to realize, well, no, that isn't going to work. And so you back up and again, you never dilute the truth, but you back up and mix it with these gifts. So these individuals, they accept people. They're not critical judgers. They generate enthusiasm when you meet with them. They're kind of like the honey that draws people rather than the vinegar. Now, Remember, their whole goal is to see the people they teach or they're counseling one-on-one or coming alongside mature. So that brings them great pleasure as they watch them do this. And they're just positive because that's their nature. When they look at a person, they see the potential again. Not like, oh, man, look at this. I just read the sheet that they gave me. Oh, my goodness. Can I give this to somebody else? You won't have the gift then. When you go, you go, Okay, this is going to be a challenge, but they can do it. Now, if you're an exhorter, encourager, you believe Romans 828 1,000%. It's just like your verse. Today, Pastor Mark began teaching on the gift of exhortation. 
You found out that even though the word sounds like it might be harsh, this gift is very much about bringing out the best in people. You were told what the goal of this gift is, which is to see people become more mature Christ followers. You learn some of the character traits an exhorter has, too. There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, Pastor Mark will dive further into what the character traits of someone with the gift of exhortation are. You'll find out that just like the gift of teaching, this gift doesn't necessarily have to be exercised in a pastoral setting in front of a crowd. You'll also hear about how Satan tries to counterfeit this gift, just like he tries to fake all of God's legitimate gifts. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series called Motivational Gifts. That's next time on Lessons for Living. Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a hurting